So we are starting now the fifth parak. The fifth parak is, the Ramchal informs us in Os Aleph, is so far we've been talking about, um, you know, first of all, what Hashgacha is and well, what considerations go into Hashgacha. But we've now been discussing the actual process of how it happens. So now we're going to get into the discussion of how it happens. Now, Joseph, you have me? Yeah, yeah. Is okay. this going to be more than the idea? Well, no. Continue, please. Yeah. Okay. So, um, obviously, there's going to need to be two parts to it. <coughs> One is Hashem's Hashkafa, which means, um, so to speak, observation of our actions. Observation. Observation uh, means uh, becoming, taking note of what we do. Maybe surveillance. Surveillance, sure. And then the other one is the hashpa, means <coughs> the response to it by sending down whatever um, of the, all the variety of things that we spoke about in the previous chapters, right? Uh, you know, whether it be a certain challenge or a certain assistance or whatever else. Okay, my question is slightly more fleshed out then. Because up until this point, we've understood the general concept of our actions in the physical world have a connection to spiritual world. So when we then spiritual energy comes down and influences it in some way, or the, the physical world, and I guess us in the process. So is that Hashkafa then, or is that more of a... Uh, quantum mechanics or of the spiritual world in terms of how that works. So, like, how would you differentiate between the two? I guess my question. Yeah. Yes, it was asking very good. Um, so we're going to see that there's two different things. There is um, a person doing an action. That action immediately changes the spiritual world. And therefore, all sorts of things can begin to happen immediately. There's another thing, like all the things we discussed earlier in Hashgacha, where um, it would be, you know, say, person is determined that he needs to be given a certain challenge or a certain, you know, broker or whatever it is. Those are more decrees, so okay. to speak which we're going to see that those are going to follow um, uh, a certain progression. Those are going to happen as a consequence of a series of events. Okay. So, Hashkacha is a consequence after a series of events that a person chooses to do. Once a person did something, so then, as a result of that, there's going to be um, potentially a, uh, a a decree issued from heaven regarding him. Okay, that's what we're going to be discussing okay. now. Can you give me one, minute, please. I'm sorry. 
Okay, so so again, um, so the that's going to be exactly the, the, the topic of, of so all the things we spoke about schus avos, right? Th- that was not a direct consequence of your action. You, you do something, therefore, what? I mean, schus avos was a consideration mm-hmm. in a very complicated formula that only Hashem was privy to, right? There's merit of your fathers. There is. Uh, your mazel, you know, what you're supposed to, what challenges you're supposed to have in life, and there is, um, you know, what your community needs, and there is, right, all, all those things, then Hashem makes a certain decision, right? And you're going to get certain things. So, so that is, for sure, interplays with our actions. Let's say we do something right or something wrong, that will um, tilt the scales okay. up there. So what we're talking about here is heavenly judgment, as opposed to just when we do things. Certainly, uh, there's a restructuring up there, but that—that's um, you know, we change the world. You know, just if I break the chairs in my house, then the next day when I want to sit down on something, there's not going to be a chair to sit down. That's just kind of the immediate consequence. Okay. So that—that's that, the. That would just be of, a, of, a, of, a, of the choice that we made, the, and then the act. acting immediately up on the kochos and the dalim and right. rearranging things up there immediately, right? As a result of the action that we did, but we don't know what. But then, you know, what your how your wife is going to react to the broken chairs in the house? Mm-hmm. That's a different story. I see. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so it's okay. I mean, figuring out. Okay, now, how? You know, what should I do to? Now that he's done this action, what's going to be the best way to keep you know you in the state that's best for you that okay. you can grow? That clarifies it a lot. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Okay. So the okay. So as far as these uh, divine judgments that we're going to be discussing. So, step number one is the gathering of the information. That's Hashkafa. We're in the beginning of paragraph five. And then the second one is the Hashpo that is sent down here to put the person into the necessary state that he needs to be in to have happen to him what needs to happen. Okay? So, O's base is Hashkafaso. In Hashem's observance of everything. Now, step number one is obviously the awareness that Hashem is all-knowing. And we say all-knowing, it doesn't mean that just He's aware of everything that's happening, but it means that He has foreknowledge of everything in ways that we can't even understand. It means uh, He knows everything absolutely. Right? So then, where is there any room to talk about Hashkafa? How Hashem um, sees something? How He becomes aware of something? How He becomes aware of something? He knew, he knew what you're about to do a thousand years ago. Right? Again, without getting into the the... 
the dichotomy between Bukhir and Yidiyah, right? How can we be choosing if you're a new a thousand years ago? Put that to the side. Somehow we, that, uh, we can't reconcile that, but it is, yeah? But, um, but, but it's certainly not a question, so how did he become aware of it? Wait, he, was aware of the, he was aware of it before he created the world. Right. Last, last week you said something that kind of resolved that, that kind of a little bit. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I forgot what it was. was no, I forgot, I forgot what it was, but you, you framed it in a way. You gave like a muscle or something. The problem is we don't understand the quality. We have no idea what it means. Hashem's knowledge is so fundamentally different than our own knowledge that with our own knowledge, it seems to be in conflict with free will. But being we don't understand what it means for Hashem to know, like we spoke about in the first parak, We can't know anything about Him, including we don't understand the boundaries of His knowledge. We can't put any boundaries in His knowledge. He's without any boundaries in any way, including in knowledge. So, it's we, we have no ability to. I think you compared it to like hindsight, maybe like that experience. Maybe not. Maybe I'm, 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 okay. So anyway, so um, so the question is, what? So what is this entire discussion? That we're going to see that this discussion is going to be played out explicitly in psukim, etc. Um, of Hashem noticing, observing our actions and everything, you know, things that we do, isn't that already all known beforehand? So let's take a look. Bashkafoso is Borashmo. Kvar Yedanu Shehu is Borashmo Yodeakolo. That this is a known thing. Hashem knows everything already. We've discussed it in the first parak, of in the beginning of the, of the whole sefer. Ve'enet lochisar nidiaklal. There's nothing that he lacks in knowledge. Even future doesn't bring, even the future doesn't bring any new knowledge to him. So, how can we talk about Hashem noticing, observing, seeing, hearing anything is happening? There's nothing that's lacking in his knowledge, even in the future, present, or past. Anything that was or will be. It's already been totally seen by him forever. I mean, from the beginning of the world. There's nothing is hidden from him. Everything that is, is totally revealed in front of him and known. In all of its matters, every speck of dust, every every position, every molecule, every quantum particle, which is theoretically totally random and unknown where it is and what it is, all that is absolutely known to Hashem. So nothing is hidden. So what are we going to be talking about in this chapter? What we're going to be talking about is Hashem's conduct towards us. If He acted towards us with the idea of this, this idea that He has absolute idea, right? Well, just think about this. Let's say a person were to get punished, and it's like, hey, how come that happened? It's like, well, because in 50 years' time, you're going to do this thing. It's like, oh man, like, <laughs> getting punished. Now, for what I'm going to do in 50 years' time, that's not fair. How can I, you know, I, we, we can't relate to that. Yeah? So, just like that would be ludicrous. It, it would not be conducive 
to us building a new relationship with, with Hashem and understanding the concept of justice and uh, you know uh, reward and punishment and, and all those things. So too, uh, if, uh, the, the, it has to operate through modes and mediums that we can relate to. Okay, which means. Like the mission Perkyava says, how should a person act that he shouldn't sin? Should think about three things. Right? That there's a ayin ra'as, ozen shamas, v'kol masach nechtavim b'sefer. There's an eye that sees, an ear that hears, and all your actions are written down. Right? That we can relate to. And therefore... When I, not talking about Hashem, I shouldn't even use the word Hashem because Hashem means what? Yeah, the name. Which name? Which one? Is it? His, his, oh, is his name of Chesed? No. Yud Kevavke, right? Yud Kevavke name, right? That's that's the essential name. Okay. Right. That is a. That is all in the world of manifestation, of Hashem revealing Himself to us. But Atzmuso Nelama, His essential being, which is completely hidden in every way from every existing creature, no matter how lofty, right? That is totally beyond everyone and everything. That's where there is idea of everything mm-hmm. right but that's something that's completely we can't relate to and we don't need to relate to because it's n- that's not koveya the hanhaga that is not what how Hashem interacts with us I'm saying Hashem the name Hashem is the name how we relate to Him it's a, it's a revelation, revelation towards us revelation towards us so how a manifestation. Affects, how, how it affects the world. Not necessarily affects. Revelation can be a, any ability to know. Anything that can ever be known about whatever you want to call it, the creator, the all-powerful, the mighty, right? All of those are in one way or another descriptions of the shame Havaya. The shame Yud Kivavke. But all of that together, including Shem Yudkevav is still all manifestations. But the the Tzmusan Alama, the essential, absolutely hidden, transcendent self, has no manifestation. The, 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 that is completely hidden. And that we have, we have to understand. By the way, yeah, that's... Uh, those that say, those that, that have a minute to say... When doing a mitzvah, this mitzvah is done the shame Yichud Kuchu Brihu Ushinte Aidei Hahu Anelam Hahu Tamir Venelam. Right, this mitzvah is being performed for the sake of the unification of the Kuchu Brihu. That's the name Yud Kevavke Ushinte, and is the name Adnus. Through the one that is absolutely hidden and concealed from everything, it means the, the the essential self, the essential hidden self. Okay. Yeah? 
So, and that's, it's important. Any relationship that we, we have always has to be, that has to be kept in mind. At the end of the day, it's something that is completely transcendent. Yeah, I don't think I've ever thought about that, that Hashem, the name Hashem is a aspect. It's a manifestation. Think about know, it like this. Like the only way that like, we can... I, whenever, when I think of Hashem, I just think, okay, like... That's all encompassing to me. Now that all that right. is just right. a manifestation. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't. I've never thought about that. Okay. So, um, so the point is that the wide. So what Hashem does is he constricts himself, makes himself smaller, so that his actions and even observation should be in a stepwise progression and a limited way that we can relate to. The way that he does things, his actions, and even his observation, his awareness, so to speak, as far, no, not as far as what he, what Asmusa and Lama Knows, but as far as what the the rules according to which the actions will will be conducted, right. so those actions are are played out according to the the way that he's going to say it. Ultimately, is the actions are going to be let's say um, executed per order of the heavenly court, and that that we can relate to. The only evidence admissible in the heavenly court is that which is observed through certain channels, etc., that, that we can also relate to. Hashem's... Um, Wait, and it's set up that way just for us. In order... Just, that's I mean, just for us. The entire creation yeah, is just yeah, for yeah, us. Yeah. <laughs> um, as opposed to, you know, the absolute idea, absolute knowledge of everything from before anything was ever created... And all that, all of that is inadmissible in court, basically. And Hashem did that so that we should be able to relate to it. Otherwise, it's like a, a, you can't. You can't. Uh, so how am I supposed to? Yeah, if, if, I'm, if I'm being punished now for what I'm going to do for, for, for what I'm going to do 50 years from now, then it's going to paralyze me. I can't, I can't act that way, right? So I have to act in a way that okay, what I've done in the past, I can do tshuva and I can move on. What I haven't yet done, I'm not yet responsible for, right? And uh, and I'm going to do what I can. Okay. You want, you want to try to jump in? You, could, uh, you don't hold it against us if it's... Okay. Welcome. Nice to be here. Okay, Okay. Um, so that is so that's what the, that's the Hagdama the Ramchal is giving us over here. And when it comes to Hashkafoso, Hashem's obser- uh, observation of our actions. Amnam Nikrishihu Mashkif Aladvarm is called. Cold is always, we've spoken about this before, I think that when you say something is cold something, it means it's not really that, right? It's really, he does know everything, but it's cold, ab- observing, 
um, observing things. Mashehu don osam means the knowledge that's that's absolute knowledge of everything in a way that we can't relate to. But that doesn't make any difference to us. What makes a difference to us is what Hashem quote unquote knows means how He judges us with what the heavenly court with what knowledge the heavenly court operates in its judgments for good or for bad. And that knowledge, so to speak, right, was admissible in the court, that is gathered, and we're going to talk about how the, you know, the processes through which that knowledge is gathered, right? That's the Ashkafa that we're talking about. There's two knowledges of, of Hashem knowing. There's, there's the true knowledge of Hashem knowing, which is He knows absolutely everything, we can't relate to that. So, as far as the heavenly court, as far as reward and punishment and all that, uh, um, Hashem pretends like He doesn't know all that. That's inadmissible in the court. right? And rather, it's we do something, it's noted up there, judged, and a verdict is issued. Okay. So, it's the, the process of coming to a din and that and the part of that process is the gathering of the right, information the gathering of the information from the more hit, not the hidden part the revealed part of the world right yeah, okay. um, the goes and then as a result of this judgment he decrees decrees upon us mukbalos bugvul hazman and those judgments are limited within time, meaning they're not, like we said before, a person is going to be judged for something he has not yet done. Um, um, that the how do they translate this in English? Those last few words. Yosef, what do you got over there? Last few words. No problem. Last few words in this oath over here by us. I wonder how they translated it. Yeah. You can't avoid that word. It's an interesting word. Chodshom is from language of Lichadesh to... To, to make new, yeah, to make new, to basically what Hashem chooses to do. Where he's going to talk about all the different psukim that talk about Hashem seeing something, you know, the, the eyes of Hashem roaming the world and all these types of anthropomorphisms, right? Those all relate to this Hashkafa that we're talking about. Okay. We said that there were two parts to Hashgacha. Hashgacha, again, is Hashem maintaining the creatures in the desired state that is best for them, that, that they need, in order for their continued growth, in order for them to do what they're meant to do in the world. Right? Um, and um, the Hashgacha Josh is comprised of two parts that are called what? 
Blessed be his holy name. General. No, no, no. You went way back. Yeah, but the execution of the Ashgacha, I should say, good. The execution of the Ashgacha is comprised of two things. One is Hashkafa. And that's the observation? Right. Okay. And the other one is the Hashpo, where Shem sends an influence. This is the, that's the din, or that's separate, or that's... There's the result of the din, being the, that's the actual um, output of the ruling, right? That's what we're going to be talking about right now. Ah, hashpa also, humashe yotze ritzono yizbora shmolapoil. That's actually, once the decision has been made, the execution of that decision, the, the, the execution of... of Hashem's desire, again, this desire is really the result of a very complicated equation of what? Our actions and all the other factors we spoke about before Schosavos, Mazel, one's social circle, one's friends, uh, what they need, what cultural need, and all sorts of other considerations. Is that a Muslim? It's a Muslim. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but also I say there, Vehadraga Shuhefetz, and it'll be done in a, in a specific <coughs> ways, meaning some decrees will go out as fast <coughs> as lightning, others will be, you know, slow execution, right? Some will be, um, you know, sealed in, with, sealed with clay, some are sealed with blood, which means uh, different levels of determination, right? Can it be overturned, can it not be overturned? <coughs> All sorts of variety of um, uh, differences here. Vehine, Bihyos, Shesider Briosov Besider Hadroga Vihishtal Shalus being that Hashem organized um, the entire creation like we have spoken about in the last parak of the first Halak in Parak Hey of first Halak of Der Hashem that major worlds are Bria, Yitzira, Asiya. Right? The world of Bria is what's there, Josh? In creation, you mean like God, the, um, the spiritual, you're saying? Like what, what's up there? Kochas. Kochas and Avdalim, very good. Right? The disembodied powers, just forces basically, right? Um, then in the world of Yitzira, you have what? Angels. Angels, very good. Right, and then the world of Asiya is you have uh, things that we know, right? So it's Bahadraga, and the truth is that even within each one, there are levels and levels <coughs> of, of of everything. So, um, so everything is organized Bahadraga. Mipnei shechafeitz baseder as Hashem desired this. Order of up to down. Hine kemo sheratsa be hishtal shelusa ze bebechinas mitzius abria kach ratsa bo bebechinas hasmadosam 
So, same way that Hashem built a world that it exists in this stepwise progression from up to down, then so too, that by the way is called the Maisa Bereshus. Maisa Bereshus, the Mishnah in Sukkah talks about Rabbi Yochan ben Zakkai, he learned the Maisa Bereshus and the Maisa Merkava. Yeah? Two fields of the learning of Kabbalah is Maisa Bereshus, Maisa Merkava. Maisa Bereshus is how the things are created, what the relative, you know, the, the relationship between things are in their being created. Maisa Merkava is how they operate. Like, like over here, like how does a judgment make its way down? How does a bracha come down? Through mm-hmm. what channels? Okay. What are the different options? Right? Um, and so he's saying that just like by the creation, there was a system from up to down, from the world of emanating from the world of Atsilus through Bria, through Atsira, down to Asiya. So too, uh, there's going to be the same thing for the maintenance, for the hashpa that uh, that's going to be coming down as well in a, in a similar fashion. Maintenance for the hashpa. Is that what you said? I didn't hear what you would know. What did you say? For the, what, the, the same order, the same system Seems that Hashem has for the for the creation. That this is how they are in their created state. The divine okay. world of Bria, world of Yitzir, world of Asiya, roots, branches, okay. right? all that stuff that we've been talking about before. So too, that similar pattern is going to be played out again over here okay. in the issuing of decrees. Okay. They're going to go from root out into the branches. Mm-hmm. And Hashem maintains them in all their, um, each one in its own relevant level. And sends an influence into all of them. Lama Whatever he wants in in, in in all their different aspects and relationships means parallel movements and parallel relationships as well in all these things. who is Borashmo Yashpia. He sends a hashpa to an angel, and then the, then the angel to a another angel is underneath him, and it keeps on going down level after level until finally the lowest angel will impact the actual physical creatures down here. A kind of all the chadish, so either to strengthen something or to make something new happen. Depending on whatever is decreed. Amnam. Kiyum kol hova b'chol madrege shehi eno elemelet. But you should know, never is the power out of Hashem's hands. It means it's not that the, that Hashem takes the power, hands it into the hand of an angel or whatever it is, and now the angel has the power to do. Rather, they're always being acted through, right? Imagine like um, 
you know, the electricity powering all these different, you know, what's the thing called? Um, Transformers? So, but whatever you do, you step it up, you step it down, you make it more watts, less watts. By the end, you finally get it to do the thing that you wanted to do, right? But the entire time, it's just the same electricity that's powering the whole thing. It, it's coming from the power plant, right? It's never in the possession of any of the, you know, different steps to do with it what it wants. It's always flowing, every moment of it is always coming from the source. Mm-hmm. So, so it's always really Hashem doing it, just through all these intermediaries, which is obviously the reason why idol worship, you know, is so forbidden because it leads a person to relate to things not like this, right? The, the, the idol worship is exactly the idol worshippers do believe that there is a source God who powers everything, but they just believe that He then. You know, kind of empowers the lower gods, right, to do whatever, and then they now are the ones in control of this. That's where they're wrong, right? It's always being powered by Hashem. Kihu is Borashmo Mekayim Bukoko Hanivroim Vishtashalusum. He's the one maintaining everything. Um, And he acts through them. Okay, let's skip to the end to, to Old Dalad. Vehine. Samadon Borohu Butavokol Pakit. the a pocket means an angel. Uh, someone who is assigned over a particular task or job, right? Hashem put into the nature of each one of them. Lamod al Mishmarto Ulakaim B. Each one has his own job and he has the necessary power to do that job. And no other angel can go and muscle his way in and push him over and fight. I mean, so the whole concept of, you know, the Mount Olympus, um, you know, battles between this minor god against that minor god and you know all that stuff right that's all nonsense right because they're all it's all a system that Hashem set up imagine it's like a like a clockwork right each cog moves in relation to the other cog and it's all calibrated to do what it does if one cog were to move over and start just running over all the other ones, that would, that would break the clock. Right? So rather, no. It's all, everything has just enough power to maintain its spot, but not to run overrun the other stuff. And that's, by the way, what we say in Davening. We say, O say shalom bimromov, hu yase shalom alein valko Yisrael. What's O say shalom bimromov? He makes peace up in the heavens. In the, so there it is. There it already is. Who Yase Shalom He will make peace for us and for all of Klausel. 
So mm-hmm. just like up there, there's shalom. What does it mean there's shalom? It means everything has its spot, like a jigsaw puzzle. Everything clicks in, everything has its spot, everything you know, exerts just the right pressure in all the right directions and can withstand that pressure, right? Like a well-built building, right? Yes, the crossbars are very heavy, but the pillars are calculated to be able to withstand that weight, right? Now, what if the desire is actually not just of a static building, right? But to have, uh, you know, a, a, a robot or a car, let's say, right? Where the piston moves up and down. So a person says, oh, look, this thing is bad. Look, this thing was exerting pressure. Now there was a little explosion and pushed the thing up. And now, look, it fell back down again. Now it pushed it back up again. Now it pushed it. And look, the tire is moving this way and this way. And then, right? and says, yeah, that's how the thing is designed. It's designed to have certain movements. It can, certain aspects of it can be powered, you know, empowered, made stronger. And then they displace the other things, which are currently weaker than they are. And then when that's let go, that pushes, that, 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 that bounces back, right? So it could go this way, it could go that way. But nothing ever happens wantonly. There's never an angel that just, you know, overruns a bunch of angels and just, you know, without that being a plan. What does happen is Hashem will sometimes empower one angel more than others and give him temporary dominion beyond his usual boundaries so that would be like well let's say this table right this table is currently you push on nothing's going to happen right but it has folding legs if we want to fold the table we could do that it doesn't mean the table is poorly designed it means that it has the function that the table that the legs fold Mm-hmm. Right? So too, there's a function, for example, that Hashem, there's such a function that the angel in charge of the wind can be empowered to be strong enough to be stronger than the angel in charge of the trees. Mm-hmm. What, hap- what what does that play out as far as down here? A tornado. Right? Now, usually the wind is not strong enough to knock over the trees usually there, there's a balance of power between them but sometimes he's empowered to, to do that right that's 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 a feature is it <clears throat> trees as a whole I, I don't know if this is minutia but or specific kinds of trees individual trees how, do, how does that it can be it can be on very microcosmic levels it can be on much more grand scale it can there's, there's a variety and this is pretty 99% positive is a tangent but just to briefly summarize like angels do to in certain situations have proven that they have a mind of their own is that calculated by Hashem as well so the, 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 the Ramchal's understanding is that angels first of all they're not Bali Bechira so when you say mind of their own they don't do with the, with the shem, I guess. Oh, they're not part of the kaga. Oh, so let's let's please, let's speak that out, right? So step number one, they're not bali bechira; they don't have free will. Right. Okay. So then where? So then what is the room? Yeah. So what there is is they can make mistakes. Interesting. Now their mistakes are never in the execution, in the doing. Uh-huh. In that they're absolute robots. 
but their mistakes can be in perception, in what they think is happening, in how they relate to something, how they think about something. For example, we see in, uh, in the Rashi by, uh, by the destruction of the city of, of Zdob, right? So those angels, uh, the angel says, quickly flee because I'm about to destroy the city. For which he's punished later, he says, I, can, I can't do anything. You, know, you go because I cannot do anything for you. I says, why? Because he was punished for the fact that he took credit, he's going to destroy the city. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, he had an incorrect understanding. He thought he was doing it, and not Hashem is doing it. So for that, Hashem took away all his power. Right? Um, but notice, it wasn't, some, it wasn't a mistake where, oh no, I destroyed uh, New York instead of destroying Stone. Right? Um, it was still going to be stone that was going to get destroyed it's just the, 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 the place where there's room for error <coughs> is in how, how to relate to it and usually those mistakes says the Ramchal this is in Das Tunus uh, will lead to more or less instantaneous um, disappearance of that angel deletion from existence so like that has an effect overall on the grand scheme of things because obviously Shem has everything and he's just immediately replaced he's replaced with a new version no room for air uh, the w- the one exception is the is the angel of death the uh, the samach mem the sultan right he has a fundamental mistake in how he perceives the world he, he's doing everything right he's doing exactly everything he's supposed to do but he's actually trying to win as opposed to knowing that he's going to lose. That's the mistake. So he really should have been deleted from existence, except for the fact that Hashem is happy with it that way. He's he's allowing that. Yep. So now you're passing whatever mark I have. Say three hours worth of time. Yep. So he's telling you, 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 he's tel